0: Nobody asked you, Kevin! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now?
1: Welcome to episode 6 of Nobody Asked You Kevin. I'm Kevin, and I've got something important to tell you today. Happy New Year's, fuckers! That's right. It's now 2019. Woo! Today's episode is me talking about rock and metal music again.
0: What do you want to do with your life?
2: I want
1: to rock! A few nights ago... Yeah, all the way back in 2018, I got to experience my first live Guar concert. And damn, it was an experience to say the least. Um, the, the show was at the Vogue Theater in Broad Ripple, otherwise known as a suburb of Indianapolis, Indiana. The Vogue is a great venue because it's pretty small. And you can get up close and personal with the bands playing. I did um, earlier in 2018, I saw a four-band show there when the stir and stone broken, Adelita's Way, and Fozzie, yes, Chris Jericho's Fozzie. You just made the list played the venue. Um, you can find my thoughts on that show on my blog, um, which is called The Dose Makes the Poison, and it's over at blogspot.com. Uh, but as for this show, um, I'll be posting some pictures on the blog, so check it out when you can. Um, pretty good pictures, I think. For this concert, um, the Guar concert, the opening bands, there were two opening bands. Um, one was called Against the Grain, and another was called Iron Reagan. Um, they were both great, and they got the crowd riled up for the main event, which was Guar, of course. But. I didn't know much about these two bands, Um, so Against the Grain was on stage first. They are a thrash metal or punk metal band um, out of Detroit, Michigan. I actually hadn't heard anything from them before uh, this show. So here's a snippet of one of their newest songs, it's called Cheated Death. for about 30 minutes after um, Against the Grain played. Iron Reagan came out on stage and played for about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, I was pretty familiar with Iron Reagan. I'd heard a few songs of theirs, but they are a thrash metal group out of Virginia and they they're actually made up of uh, members of other bands, other thrash metal and other other sorts of bands. So um, the vocalists, um, for this band is the vocalist from Municipal Waste. Another vocalist is from uh, the band Cannabis Corpse, and he's actually the bassist for Municipal Waste as well. Um, there is a player in this band who is the former guitar player for ANS, and the former drummer is also in this band of a band called Darkest Hour, and then the bass player from a band called Hellbear. Again, like I said previous to the show, I was familiar with a few of their songs, but not a, I mean, not a lot. So here's a snippet of their song, "Fuck the Neighbors."
2: Hey neighbor, the yard looks great. <laughs> uh,
0: anyhow, hey, is the party meeting tonight or tomorrow? Strangers are I keep my voice down Just be it's
1: Again for about thirty to forty five minutes. Um Guar was up next. And this was the band that of course everybody was there to watch. We all came to see Guar. And if you don't know, Guar is a heavy metal band and, and what I would consider to be a shock rock band. Um they are out of Virginia and they've been around since the mid eighties. So they've been around for I mean, decades. And if you've never heard of Guar or heard them play, or even heard of them, they are basically a band made up of a rotating line of musicians and artists and filmmakers. Um, their, their their group is kind of affectionately known as Slave Pit Incorporated. Um, basically, since 1984, Guar has released, I believe, it's 13 studio albums and two live albums. They actually have two Grammy Award nominations in their history, which is kind of amazing if you think about, once you we talk about here in, here in a few minutes about what kind of band they are, but they've been nominated for two Grammy Awards. Of course, they didn't win for those. Uh, they were nominated for Best Long Form Music Video um, for their 1992 film Phallus in Wonderland, um, which they eventually lost to Annie Lennox's uh, Diva album And then they were also nominated for Best Metal Performance in uh, 1994 for their song SFW, also known as So Fucking What, which was actually in a film from 1994 of the same name, SFW, which starred Reese Witherspoon. Um, That nomination eventually lost to Nine Inch Nails um, in their song uh, Happiness and Slavery, which was, I believe, from the Woodstock... A compilation album so here's a snippet of their song fuck this place which they played and it's from their latest album called the blood of the gods which is released in 2017 <laughs> a band, a, a shock rock band, and pretty much all of their members are on stage, and they, they wear elaborate costumes and sometimes pretty grotesque or vulgar costumes. You can't be faint-hearted, you can't, you can't be shocked at a lot of things if you go to a GWAR concert. Their stage show is, is pretty much what I would consider to be kind of a science fiction themed and kind of like a, a space metal opera or rock opera. There's acting there's narrative, there's video scenes, there's ancillary characters coming on the stage. Um, Basically the band portrays itself as a group of barbaric interplanetary warriors or aliens. And what happens on stage is pretty much over-the-top violence and pretty vulgar humor that involves a lot of social and political satire. For the crowd, this over-the-top violence between the characters on stage um, kind of results in the audience being sprayed with large amounts of like uh, fake bodily fluids. So um, like blood, fake blood, fake urine, fake semen, um, fake shit as well. Uh, most of these liquids are, are made with f- water and food coloring of some sort, or even carrageenan and food coloring. And another trademark of Goar, of course, is Again, with the, the political satire and some of the uh, using using the current events of the time, um, their um, one of their trademarks is kind of the use of celebrities and political figures and, and figures in figures and current events on stage. Um, as an example, they've 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 had a lot of representations of people throughout the years of politicians and sports people and people in current events. But as an example, they've. On every show that they've done, they've they basically inclu- included a uh, representation of every president at the time um, of their show. So every president of the United States since Ronald Reagan. You can hear a lot of this kind of political satire and uh, this sort of um, those sort of themes in their newest album, which again is called "The Blood of the Gods." It was released in 2017, and I'm going to read. Um, this description verbatim, um, but it's a description of the album of what it's about. So, quote: "The Blood of Gods is nothing less than a sacred text chronicling the rise of humanity against their makers, and the massive battle between Gwar and the forces of all that is uptight and wrong with the world." Along the way, the band challenges the sins of their great mistake, from politics pollution, and organized religion, to fast food, and factory farming. Humans are shown as what they are, a parasitical de- disease that must be eradicated before they suck the planet dry. The Blood of Gods is the first GWAR album without the band's fallen leader, Odorus Urungus. The title of the album refers to the loss of Odorus and the struggles and triumphs that produce the new sound of the band. Born of adversity, the blood of gods is a sonic scar. A question asked and answered Death cannot kill Guar. Nothing can. End quote. So here's another part of their song, which is called I'll Be Your Monster, a song from their latest album. <laughs> Each of the band members on stage plays a character and is dressed up as a character. So the current band consists of the following characters. You have Balsack, the Jaws of Death, and he is play he plays rhythm guitar and is on, on vocals. Jismac the Gusha is on drums. Sawborg Destructo on backing vocals. Beefcake the Mighty on bass guitar and backing vocals. Pustulus Maximus on lead guitar and backing vocals. Bone Snapper on backing vocals. Blothar on lead vocals. And then Sleazy P. Martini on backing vocals as well. And As mentioned before in the um, description of the album, um, Odorus Yurungus, whose real name was Dave Brockie, uh, he died in 2014 from a drug overdose. So... Um, basically, Blothar took over the lead singer's, um, Odorous, his position in the band. Other former characters of the band um, have included two women. One named Slymenstra Hyman, and another <laughs> named Volvatron. Uh, great names. Uh, yeah, Other characters named Flatus Maximus, Stephen Sphincter, Cornelius Carnage, Hans Sphincter, Also known as Hans Orifice, Lee Beto, and even um, Nipolis Erectus. So yes, like I said, pretty over-the-top stuff. Pretty, pretty could be considered vulgar, I guess. But I think it's hilarious. Uh, Each character does have a mythos. So if you really want to investigate that, go check it up on the internet. Um, Search on the interwebs. You'll find it. You won't be disappointed at their stories. They all each have a great story. in knowing that most people wear some sort of white shirt um, to these shows in hopes of getting drenched with the bodily fluids they spray from the stage um, i actually wore an old white cut off saved by the bell shirt that i had and again it was white you'll see a picture on the blog what it looks like now i had managed uh, since the vogue is pretty small Um, I had gotten there and I had managed to actually get a spot on the rail for the show. So I was uh, left of center stage. I was first row right up front, pretty much in front of the bassist Beefcake the Mighty and guitarist Balsack the Jaws of Death, which I didn't describe Balsack's costume, but it's amazing. I'm not really sure a description for me will do it justice, but he had a kind of like a helmet or a piece on his head that was stylized as like a large be- large metal bear trap. You know, those, um, uh, those things that you see in movies and cartoons that clamp down on unsuspecting people's ankles? Um, those, that sort of thing. And then you add to that some shoulder pads with some spikes and some, uh, what I mean, they were, looked like horse's legs. They were cloven legs, cloven hooved, le- hooved legs that made them about eight feet tall. So here you have a guitarist about eight feet tall with a big metal bear trap on his head and and, and cloven feet. Um, it was pretty amazing. So the sh- the stage show started immediately um, and two characters were beaten up and decapitated, decapitated on stage. And then the blood began to spray. And oh my fuck, it sprayed everywhere. I got hit in the face with it and my immediate reaction was to put my head down. And as soon as I did that, with the, all the stuff that had hit my face, I just kind of jerked my head down, and my glasses flew off my face and over the railing. Which, of course, if you know me, I need to have some sort of glasses to see. I am pretty much blind without my glasses. So uh, the cool security guard that was actually in front of me, or near me, actually got them for me. And I secured them for the rest of the show so it didn't happen again. I was, I, I wouldn't jerk my head again. Another song or two passes. And then they bring up a religious figure on stage and defile him. Uh, he gets, and, and this is, again, pretty vulgar. So if you are listening to this and you don't want to hear this, then just tune out right now. But he gets beat up and he is some sort of... Um, Religious figure. He gets beat up. He gets turned over. And he gets a cross stuck right up his ass. And he sprays blood and shit everywhere. Again, this isn't pretty vulgar. And like I say, and especially in this circumstance, holy shit. I mean, literally. Uh, Then there's more songs and more blood and and everything. Then Blothar, who's, I didn't describe him yet, but he's a giant warthog-faced goblin character and he has antlers or horns and what you would consider to be like an udder but when you actually look at this udder it, i mean it really looks like two dicks or if we're using proper scientific terms penises so he decides to spew semen all over the crowd so he's taking those dicks and spewing semen everywhere and i i've, I've never experienced anything like this And I never thought I would want to experience anything like this. And all the while this is happening, I'm thinking to myself, this is fucking rad. I am having so much fun. Um, Guar then um, finishes that and then they start their song El Presidente. Which I already knew where this was going. They brought Donald Trump out on stage in character. They proceed to berate him, they call him a racist, and Trump talks a little bit, and they call him racist, they call him all sorts of names, and then they proceed to gut him, rip open his rib cage, and he begins to spray blood everywhere all over the crowd. I have never seen anything this wild, I mean, pretty much ever. So, El, El Presidente is a new song off their newest album, like I said. Um, so here's a snippet of El Presidente. <laughs> after El Presidente, other characters get chopped up and spray fluids. I mean, it's a common theme throughout this concert. There's violence on stage. Someone gets chopped or decapitated. And then fluids spray everywhere. I mean, the floor in front of the stage is just drenched with fluids. The crowd is drenched with stuff. Security is drenched with stuff. And they're sliding everywhere. There's crowd surfers and they're sliding. Mosh pits with every song. And some songs, it's gigantic circle pits. Um, I pretty much stay far away from those things. I am not that young anymore. And I like it being relatively healthy. And I don't want to get punched in the face, if at all possible. So again, I stay away from that stuff. But ultimately, the Guar show was fucking awesome. I mean, it was great. And what, a, what an experience it was. And if you're if you're a rock or metal fan, I highly recommend every person who's a rock or metal fan or a person who loves stage shows and heavy metal to experience one of their concerts in your lifetime at some point. Um, it is that amazing. The band played for an hour and a half, and at the end of it, I was exhausted and drenched. My face and hair and shirt were soaked with red and blue and brown yellow and green fluids um in fact i mean it's now four or so days after the show four or five days whatever it might be my hands and fingers still have reddish purple stains on them and actually while i was cleaning my ears a couple of days ago with a q-tip and yes i'm one of those dreaded people who use that i mean defy what the the Doctors say and use q tips in my ears. I had purple tinged earwax coming out of my ears, and that was from the show. Guar stained my earwax. It was that awesome. I give the show five out of five stars. It was fucking incredible. Go see them if you can.
2: And
0: that's the bottom line. Why? Because those Stone Cold said so. Thank you very much, you son of a bitch.
1: If you've ever experienced Guar and want to tell me about it, because I would love to hear your experience and your thoughts about it, uh, you can find me on social media at Ask Kevin on Twitter, or my verified Twitter account is at Forensic Guy. On Facebook, you can find the podcast, at Nobody Asked You Kevin. And you can also find us via the old electronic mail, um, Nobody Asked you Kevin at gmail.com. Uh, give me a rating on iTunes if you use it. Uh, be much appreciated. But until next time, um, as I always say, be kind, my friends. and as red Green says, keep your stick on the ice. I want you to bleed for me.